0: Oh hi everybody! Welcome to football in general. It's Rob Case and Trevor Koppel. Trevor, uh, do you think you're worth a, a third round conditional pick and possibly another third round pick if I were to trade you to another podcast? Or what kind of compensation are we talking about here?
1: Oh, uh, you know, that's that's very flattering. Uh, I think uh, I, I think I'm only worth maybe a fourth and a fifth. Yeah.
0: A f- wow, middle rounds. Yeah. yeah. Really. You might be worth, like, compensatory, like next year's draft. Yeah, it could be. Okay, okay. How about, a, how about this? How about a fifth that could elevate to a fourth, depending on your playing time, if the if the team makes the playoffs? Now we're we cooking go with that? gas. <laughs> now we're cooking. Speaking of cooking with gas, and uh, let me tell you, there's, it's just, it, you know, Aaron Rodgers' life is sort of like a, a slow cooker. Like, you check on it every, like, six hours to make sure the meat's still soft and still cooking. And it, it just, the juices are just ever flowing. They're just flowing all over the place. It's like a river of the news and juice and deliciousness that could fit on a biscuit, a bun, or maybe somewhere close to coleslaw. Let's just put it like that. Is that a fair metaphor for this, or am I completely off base? <laughs> you, you lost me. Uh, <laughs> Legal weed, people. All right. Um, so well, he's back. Uh, yeah.
1: And unfortunately, I was completely correct. Uh, well, nearly completely correct. I didn't think we'd find out until the end of summer that he was going to stay in Green Bay. So I give Aaron Rodgers credit for uh, for not wasting our entire summer uh, you know, with the willy Wonnie situation
0: that we had last year. Oh, listen, um, I wasn't going to waste my time. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. This would have been the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> I had no problem with wasting but, more time on you know, Aaron Rodgers. Un-
1: unfortunately yeah. for... Vikings fans, Bears fans, and what the hell, even the Lions fans. Uh, he's staying with the Packers. And uh, the silver lining there is that I live in Denver, and now I can continue to root for the Broncos because they will not have Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback.
0: So the the reports are true. It's four years, $200 million, which makes him the highest-paid player in the NFL, highest-paid quarterback, and uh, most likely... Uh, going to drive Jordan Love out of town, uh, right? I mean, whether whether he gets his fair share of cheese on the way out will be will determine with some sort of compensation. But uh given that it's uh, a given that uh, I don't mean time I say given in one sense, you know that it's he's going to be there for four years. I mean, where does this put Jordan Love? Where do you think he's uh, headed to, and or not headed to?
1: Well, I, I mean, honestly. uh There's a lot of teams out there looking to fix their quarterback situation. Whether or not they see Jordan Love as someone that they want to roll the dice on, it's hard to say. Um, We we haven't really had a chance to see him play a lot of NFL football yet. Um, So I I do think that that's the really interesting situation to come out of this with with Aaron Rodgers saying is what's the next move for the Packers in regards to Jordan Love and with, uh, uh, you know, whichever team is, you know, going to show some interest
0: in him. Uh, Jordan Love, you mean? Yeah. 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 So um, let's propose something. Since Carson Wentz is out of Indy, we'll get that in a bit. That's uh, third on the list today, in case you're counting. Uh, <laughs> wonder if it could be second. Um, not big news this week. Certainly not anything anything big that happened in the other quarterback market. Um, do you think he'd go to Indianapolis? And what is he worth? Yeah, it, so it's
1: it's that, that's a really tough one for for spectators like ourselves to to speculate on. Um, it, this is really going to come down to uh, the scouts and the tape, uh, and of course, by the tape I mean practice tape because he hasn't had any game tape. Um, so it's it's just a really tough one to speculate on unless you're closer to the situation than I am.
0: Oh, how close are you? <laughs> How come you not out in the pretty field? Pretty far away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're in Denver? Alley, man. There's plenty of information going about Aaron Rodgers there. You know? Yeah. Mar- yeah. Yeah, Mar- Mar- not you talk not hanging out?
1: Rod- I know I I can tell you about
0: Drew Locke. I can't tell you oh, about okay. Jordan Love. Cool. I can't tell you. <laughs> All right. Well, it was a good episode of football in general today, folks. Drew Locke's name has been mentioned.
1: I yeah. think the other thing that I'm beginning to hear that, that's a little interesting uh, – From the Packers' point of view, um, yes, they were able to hold on to uh, to Aaron Rodgers. However, he just uh, is Aaron Rodgers still getting better every year? I know he's really, really great, but he just got more expensive for the same quarterback. And I'm not going to say that he's, you know. He's not young. He's not too old to keep playing the game at the level that we've seen him play it at. But the way I see it, yes, you held on to Aaron Rodgers, but you just made it harder to put the team around him that he needs to take it all the way.
0: Right. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, you're saying that because he, he's, he's his salary went up significantly. Yeah, his,
1: his salary went up significantly, and so... Um, you know, the, the narrative for a long time has been, you know, they don't put the right people around him so that he can, uh, you know, win the games he needs to win to get another Super Bowl. Um, and I I don't think he has helped his team fix that. by By staying for this unprecedented amount of money, he definitely is taking money over, uh, you know, a, an increased chance at success.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. It, <clears throat> it, my only thing is with the, the salary cap, I think it's pretty pl- uh, pliable, if you will. Um, I don't really think it exists. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> it doesn't seem <laughs> to. It, <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, exactly. If, if teams like the Cowboys can sort of manipulate like they can to pay, like, 15 people, like, $20 million a year, I, I, I doubt that... There is hardly any sort of like existence of salary cap, other than it just being a number, and that owners because they either don't have enough money or they're cheapskates um, don't want to pay, just don't want to pay whatever you know. They don't want to pay extra bonuses or you know the way they manipulate these salary caps, man. If you gave me like a like a a napkin you know from like a restaurant, I could probably sit down and crunch some numbers and figure it out for you (laughs) (laughs) if you really wanted me to. not that i'm saying i'm like a, a finance expert but uh, i'm damn good looking and uh, i'll figure it out <laughs> so i yeah i don't i don't think they're really going to be handicapped as much but i i see what you're saying i you know it goes back to that thing where i was talking about we've talked about this so, so many times over the last 40 episodes happy anniversary by the way oh. um, <laughs> uh i don't i don't understand kind of green bays like structure as it is we've talked about how they don't have an owner the president's sort of a jack-off um the coach is what he is there's no good relationship between him and the gm is this gonna work long term i don't know you know like don't you think he's just gonna be yearning for like more spotlight or some sort of drama or do something stupid like he usually does and
1: i i don't want to move on too quickly but yeah uh I did think it was pretty funny. Uh, Tuesday morning, the Aaron Rodgers story broke, and then it was pretty quickly supplanted as for, as the story of the day. Aaron Rodgers' big day didn't last very long with the news that came just a couple hours later.
0: Well, what news came a couple hours later, Trevor? Please inform all of us, because oh, well, you I'm must be living about, on a rock.
1: I'm talking about the Denver-Seattle trade, where... Uh, Seattle gets a couple of first round picks, a couple of second round picks, uh, some, some not so good players and they give up a franchise quarterback who still has possibly a decade of football left in him. Um,
0: certainly, uh, you know, five to seven years of football left. I'm talking about Russell Wilson. So automatically Uh, I'm getting a feel that that you don't feel like Seahawks got enough value for him that's what i'm hearing automatically I, I i don't i i think the seahawks got fleeced um yeah
1: yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> totally <laughs> that's i mean i yeah. i mean it, it's it's we we have no idea what the broncos are going to look like with russell wilson under center but they're immediately uh competitive in one of the toughest divisions in the league right now um it it's it's a huge upgrade for them um you know assuming that that Russell Wilson can come back fully from his uh injured finger which it looked like he did at the end of last season so it's uh yeah the the i mean i got to hand it to uh i think his name is George Payton yeah he's a great gm yeah great gm yeah. i mean holy crap they had an amazing draft last year and now this offseason move is uh is one for the history books um so uh yeah. It, it it's it's huge and it's just it was kind of funny in my opinion that it happened the same day as Aaron Rodgers big news.
0: If only that happened more often. Right. Here comes Aaron Rodgers news and then they gotta just spike it with something else, you know? It's like throwing something into the punch that nobody wanted. Oh shoot. You know? I'll have to drink this. Oh wait, here comes something better. Woo, you know. Um, it's it, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it was quite the trade. I'm not gonna lie. I, I was saying this before we got on air. I, I can't imagine a week or two before free agency starting, which by the way is March 16th, next Wednesday, um, where there's been more, more things that have happened in two weeks or one week even, um, than all of free. Could there any, be? could there be any, anything in free HDL top th- this week? I, I doubt it. How could there be, <laughs> you know? Is there anybody big enough going to move that will be as significant as Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or well Carson Wentz which we'll get into in a bit, you know? Be bigger news uh
1: would be um if uh somebody did trade for Deshaun Watson.
0: Uh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would um that would be something. <laughs> Uh, and apparently Pittsburgh is sort of interested in that, and that's just what I hear, you know, from hanging out in the jock straps and uh, camping outside of people's houses and, you know, doing the dirty work um, since I was off for a week. Um, but, you know, I, I got to tell you, man, I, I'm excited about, can I call him Danger Russ? Danger Russ? Is that Russell? <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible pun. Um, Danger Russ in Denver, you know? uh i would i was hoping he'd come to arizona be dangerous in the desert i mean it'd be better just for like the sake of his name but let me ask you this this is a guy that wanted to get traded last year and had like a very specific number of spots he wanted to get traded to most of them were big markets how so with sierra you know his wife like do you think this is a good fit for him Um, considering he wanted to go to a big market denver's not a big market. i mean you you tell me you live down. you live up there
1: it, it Wayne, it, as far as, as NFL franchises go, I don't, cons- it's not, you know, it's not Indianapolis, but it's not L.A. Um, I, I would put the Broncos somewhere in the middle. Um, but I think, you know, it's, I mean, Denver has a lot to offer anybody who's, who's you know, found a, a better job there. Um, you know, it's, extremely sunny here a lot of people don't understand that it's it's sunnier here than it is in LA and you still get seasons and you've got the mountains right next door so I think uh, I think it's a great place for him and his wife to land
0: it's it's a good uh, so how do you think he fits in that offense with uh, Jerry Judy uh, Tim Patrick um, yeah Cortland Sutton uh, no Noah fant but Albert a uh, o- I think it's how you say his last name? Right. Um, so I think yeah. I think Javante yeah, whatever his name is. Yeah, Javante yeah, Williams.
1: John um, Williams. I, yep. I think that the the Broncos are gonna go after uh a right tackle and a number two possibly to be a number one tight end. I think they'll target uh a tackle and a tight end in the draft or in free agency. Um but uh I think I think Russell Wilson uh, is one of these quarterbacks that will, you know, he's, he's going to get the most out of the personnel around him if if the game planning allows him to. Hmm. Um, I think uh, I think he's probably excited about the uh, the head coach that he's going to be working with. Um, Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. Exactly. I don't right. think he. I th- I think he was really tired of. You know, let's run the ball on first down. Let's run the ball on second down, and and you know, then you know, we'll we'll let Russell Wilson off the chain in the fourth quarter to try and go win the game. Um, I think you're going to get to see a lot more uh, aggressive style of play from him from the get go, and then the running game is there. Um, the Broncos' running game is is uh, I, it was, I live here, so it's hard to know if if the rest of the country really. Uh, is sleeping on it or not. But it feels like the rest of the league kind of sleeps on how good the uh, the Broncos' running game was
0: this past season. Well, I was reading somewhere, Javante Williams in the most broken tackles in the league.
1: Yeah. It, it, and like this, the most 10-yard
0: runs and stuff. I mean, he's just the, um, unbelievable.
1: He was he's he was vulnerable. the rookie running back that was yeah. not being talked about as much as he should have been. He's he's absolutely incredible to watch. Um, I think he's going to compliment a guy like Russell Wilson really well. Um I think the uh the Broncos o line it's gonna be a real adjustment from playing with someone like Teddy Bridgewater where you know the ball is gonna get out quick or be thrown away quick um or, or you know there's just there's just a you know they have this internal clock for when the play is definitely gonna be over they'll have to you know turn that off because there is no you know the, Russell Wilson's one of these guys that can extend the play almost indefinitely. Um, And I think that that's going to be great for people like Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick uh, and, and Cortland Sutton. These guys are going to have a chance to catch, you know, balls that are more than 20 yards through the air. Um, So (laughs) if you're a Broncos fan, you, you, it's, this is the most exciting thing to happen to the Broncos since they signed Peyton
0: Manning. You know, you can't help but feel bad for Seattle because they they gave up like a similar package for Jamal Adams, right? <laughs> like two or three years ago, and that literally did nothing, <laughs> did absolutely nothing. You now, a box safety, you gave up two first rounds for them. Unbelievable, you know. That um, in a sense sent their franchise back maybe a couple of years developmentally. And considering they haven't won squat <laughs> since the Jamal Adams got there, and it's not his fault completely. I'm just saying it's kind of funny when you look back at it. It's like. This is literally the package you gave to Jamal Adams. You just trade Russell Wilson, a franchise quarterback. You can draft safeties. People draft safeties all day. They get them in like the fourth round, and they're right. still really good. Right. You know. So and yet yeah, you get it, this. Looking at this
1: thing from the perspective of Seattle, it's it's so hard to understand, um, and it, it's hard not to think of wild scenarios that would make it make sense. Like, do they know? Something about Deshaun Watson's legal troubles that the rest of us don't, and are they gonna are they gonna be going all in on Deshaun Watson, uh, you know, here soon? Uh, because there's just there's no there's really no plan to replace or, or fix a quarterback situation right now with the draft. These these quarterbacks in the draft this year. Um, even the the good ones, they, they seem to be these guys that are going to need, uh, a year or two on the bench before they're NFL ready. Um, and I mean, we could be wrong about that. I could be wrong about that, but, uh, it's just not a really exciting quarterback draft class. Not that the exciting ones always work out. It was a rough year for Trevor Lawrence, um, but uh but man, if if you have someone like Russell Wilson, if you have someone like Aaron Rodgers, uh, you just you you hold on to him, you do everything you can to keep that player. It's the most important position on the team. Uh, it's the hardest one to to fix if it's not
0: right. Right, right. And so with Seattle, they're going to go back into the draft. <laughs> so they will have the ninth pick and like the I don't even know twelfth or something like that. In this upcoming draft. And neither of them, if you drafted a quarterback there, they would be like, um, they'd be reaching for one. Like the only one legitimately that can come in and start, start playing is Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh. And the kid Malik Willis from Liberty, uh, he's going to, like you said, he's going to have to be seasoned for like two or three years, even if it was a really nice long ball, you know? <laughs> so honestly, you, you wait till next year, unless you can get a vet that kind of, I don't know. You know. Saddle's in a weird position. I feel like Pete Carroll should be gone. You know, they're just, they're in a really weird position. You can't, like, have a 70-plus-year-old coach. And we say that, but Bill Belichick just did it this past year. But they also spent, like, $150 million to make a team, you know, after after Brady left. And it's Bill Belichick. And that's, him and Pete Carroll are apples and oranges comparing one another. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. And so, it's not a direct, it's not a fair, direct comparison.
0: Right. It's madness. uh, Madness.
1: The Pete Carroll situation, uh, you know, I, I, I'm hearing, you know, both ends of the spectrum when it comes to his future. People are saying that he's going to be gone soon. Uh, I'm also hearing that, with what's happened, the Seahawks are completely committed to Pete Carroll. Um, and it's just hard to know what's what's going to shake out in Seattle. It, it, I feel like it's a it's a team without an identity right now. Um, you know, it it, it it wasn't that long ago, I mean, maybe it was, but it doesn't feel that long ago that they were this, you know, world-beater defense, and Russell Wilson was getting better every year and became, you know, definitely the guy for having been, I think he was a third-round pick. Um, and, uh, and now it's like, who are the Seattle Seahawks? Who are they? Pete Carroll? That's who the Seahawks are? Um, yeah, yeah, it's know Smith. Pretty crazy, yeah. Oh my god. Um. So, yeah, no, like, they're, 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 are the do the Seahawks think that Drew Locke is going to be competing for the starting QB position? Um, it, it's possible that they that they're considering him, but
0: I think it's a big mistake. Yeah, it it seems like it's gonna be like a um, like in the NBA when they do like a, a tankier. <laughs> right. This is tankier. I, I don't know why you do it with Pete Carroll. I I, I mean, like you said, it makes me wonder how long how long he'll be there for. And I'm sure there's reports saying that like you know this is. Um, well, he's a GM there too, right? Is Pete Carroll wearing two hats a, there? He's a GM. I think think he is. I uh, could be wrong. I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah, unless it's Brian Schneider or something like that. Um, let me look that up here, but nonetheless, um, it's, it's a very weird situation. It seems like a tank here. Anytime you go for Drew Locke and Geno Smith as your quarterback, I mean, Jesus, mother of Mary, (laughs) you know, uh, it's hard for me to imagine John Schneider. Okay. So, um, GM of the, of the Seahawks. Um, yeah. So it's, I guess it's him and Pete Carroll. They kind of share that, that role. Nonetheless, um. Yeah, I, you know, it makes me wonder who's, who else is going to come out of there. I mean, we saw Bobby Wagner get cut earlier this week. Yeah, you know? that's, that's I mean, crazy. So had a great year. You know, just came off of one of the best years of linebackers ever had a year before that, ever had. You know, amazing player. Um, great pickup for anybody. Free agent right now. Not going to cost you a compensatory pick, you know. Um, 31 years old, but who cares? These linebackers play to like 34, 35 now, too. Oh you know? totally,
1: yeah. Bobby Wagner's um, not done. That'll be an interest. It'll be no. interesting to see uh, what kind of defense he lands on. Um, right. Is he going to be part of the next, uh, you know, all in team? You know, because the last, the last two Super Bowls have been won by teams with a first first year quarterback on that team that brought in a whole bunch of players that wanted to compete for a Super Bowl. Um, right. And if that formula is going to continue, not saying it's going to work every year, um, but uh, you'd think that Bobby Wagner would be looking for, you know, what's, what's this year's uh, Rams, what's this year's Buccaneers?
0: Absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and um, <laughs> he's like a prime candidate for Baltimore because that's what they do. They scoop up these veterans, you know, and they need sure. a middle linebacker. Maybe he ends up on the commanders. Uh, I hate, oh, God. I hate that name <laughs> so much. I, maybe I said I liked it. I don't you, remember. You did say no, you I hate liked it. it. I no, said I, I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> I just need to, yeah, to say it. I don't have strong feelings
1: about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, which, uh, you know, apologies to our Commander's fans, but uh, I think I might care more <laughs> if the team were a little more relevant. Um, well. and, and I'm not, not trying. <laughs> I'm sorry if that stings anybody's ears, but... But uh, if we're being honest the uh, the Redskins, sorry the the Washington franchise, by any name, has not sure. been a contender for a while now.
0: Well, before we get to the Washington commanders and why they're only relevant for a week here, um let me ask you this. So fire sale, right? It's fire sale in Seattle. all must go, you know um, Tyler Lockett, and dK Metcalf. Where, what happens to them? Oh man, uh, these.
1: I, mean, I think those, Tyler Lockett's
0: going to get traded. I, right?
1: I, Tyler Better Lockett, receiver. I think uh, Tyler Lockett's a, a receiver that fits on almost any offense um, because he's just a you know a, a get open, uh, rarely drops uh, a pass type of type of guy, um, and uh, and he's definitely going to miss having somebody like Russell Wilson throwing him the ball. Um, DK Metcalf though, man, he he needs somebody that can, you know, extend the play and air it out. And that's that's not every quarterback. Um Mac Jones. Yeah. <laughs> well
0: bring him to New England. It's
1: it's not I, I mean there there are fans of these guys that'll disagree, but it's not Geno Smith and it's not Drew Locke.
0: Um so yeah, I mean so, um, yeah, yeah, man. D.K. Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, screwed. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and that's
1: that's just looking at, at some of the notable players involved. Um, you know, the, the truth is Russell Wilson went from one of the toughest divisions in the league to one of the few divisions that looks tougher. Um, so the Seahawks... In my opinion, they they plummet into not being competitive in that division. And now the Broncos uh, automatically they're comp- with with someone like Russell Wilson, they have a chance to beat anybody they're playing. Now here in Denver, it's already being viewed as you know being a Super Bowl contender. and I feel like that's a step too far, um, not not trying to undervalue what a significant upgrade this is. But they're still in the division with Justin Herbert and uh, Patrick Mahomes, um, and Derek Clark Carr is in a slouch. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so it's not like I'm going out and putting a bet on the uh, Broncos to take it all next year. Although it would be interesting to see what the odds are on that right now. Twelve to one. Um, Twelve to one. Okay. Um. But uh, they, you know, the the Broncos are in the mix now, even though they're in this really tough division, and the Seahawks are just, you know, anything less than bringing Russell Wilson or sorry uh, Deshaun Watson in, and they're they're the, they're the easy pick to finish last in that division.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> very competitive division just got a little easier for the Rams, Cardinals, and uh, 49ers, who could trade, I don't know why I'd say it like that, Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> <laughs> to uh, Indy. Wouldn't that be a, a a pretty reasonable destination, considering Frank Wright is, quote-unquote, the quarterback savior and um, would be a, an excellent fit for that offense in a lot of ways? It it would. Um, and, but, man, talking about quarterback
1: trades right now, Carson always Wentz? Come- it always comes back to yeah. you know what what the the team giving up the quarterback, what's their plan, you know? Right. Um, what what would the forty ers do without Jimmy Garoppolo?
0: Who are they gonna bring in? Uh, Trey Lance. They already have oh, Tom Brady. Oh my. I see what you're doing. No, no.
1: no. I it's okay. it's starting to get pretty crazy, these yeah. uh speculative trades because Tom Brady still technically retired. Um and it'll be interesting to see uh, what kind of situation that is, and if he'll start. You know, maybe, maybe Tom Brady will start. Uh, you know, popping up on the McAfee show every week to to say something cryptic about whether or not he's really retired. But uh, but I don't foresee that. And uh, yeah, so let's let's get into this Carson Wentz trade.
0: Well, let's talk about it. So it was Carson Wentz uh, for a uh, third, a second round pick, a swap. Of this year second round pick and then a third round pick of this year and a, a conditional third round pick next year it could be a second round pick if he plays 70 percent of his snaps so um i gotta tell you uh another fleecing i think it was yeah. an absolute fleecing you know and he's like wow he's not our quarterback <laughs> he didn't want to get vaccinated was not a lead of our team still through 27 touchdowns had seven receptions but like we don't want him. Let's trade him to the Commanders. And Dan Snyder's an idiot. <laughs> so of course I'll take him, and he'll pay his entire salary. And 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 India has no obli- financial obligation to him. Granted, they lost a the first round pick, and you know that goes without saying. Uh, but they recoup some draft value, and um, you know uh, got rid of him. <laughs> so cut bait pretty easily because uh, the Commanders have just been continuing to be one of the worst poorly run run franchises ever. Ever. And even if you're listening here and you're a Commanders fan, I know they're, they're out there. I know you're listening because there are some that <laughs> listen to this. Um, <laughs> just l- listen to me. Please, if you could, start a petition. Start a GoFundMe. Start something. An outpatient clinic for your mental health. Right? Anything. <laughs> Anything. Because you've had to deal with so much turmoil and trauma over the last 20 years since Dan Snyder's been a, been, been the owner. I, I don't know. I can't help but feel bad for you. Um, you know, I'm not saying... This, is, this is even, isn't this even is even entirely a bad trade for Washington because they get a guy who's been in the NFC East. He's played there. He had an excellent season in 2017, which everybody keeps wanting from him. He, he's not going to play like that ever again. Everybody knows that. But you put him around guys like Tamer McClurin, and Kurt Samuel, uh, De'Ami Brown, and Logan Thomas, and J.D. McKissick, and Antonio Anderson. I guess you hope something happens, but man... Holy crap. <laughs> it's just one thing after another with Washington. I I, I just can't believe it happened again.
1: Well, and you know? I mean the the more we discuss, you know, something like Carson Wentz being traded and, and well, you know, what it might mean, what it might not mean, uh I feel like it it really does highlight how important having the quarterback situation figured out is. And and I, I hate to take it Right back to the Russell Wilson trade, but it is just insane for the Seahawks to move on from a guy like Russell Wilson. They had what everybody's looking for. There's not enough great quarterbacks to go around, uh, you know, proven commodities like this guy is. And so now you get to speculate on whether or not Carson Wentz can be who he used to be. And it's just, it's just ugly, man.
0: Oh, it, it absolutely is, and at the end of the day, I mean, they're just, they're playing for his potential, you know? He's right. a second overall pick, and uh, maybe he'll be that guy again. Well, hell, uh, we all were different when we were younger, and before we all got injured, and before we all became, um, you know, uh, victims of this this pandemic and everything else going on in the world. So we all were in better shape then, you know? Um I can't imagine Carson Wentz coming into Washington and making that much bigger of a difference than Taylor he- Taylor Heineke. Is he going to throw more interceptions? Probably not. Uh, is he going to play better? I don't know. I don't I think don't know, so. Man. I don't <laughs> think he's going to play that much better. I mean, they have really good supporting cast, but like Taylor Heineke has a lot of intangibles. You know, Car- Carson Wentz does not have intangibles like Taylor Heineke does. You know, um, I don't know. This is a team that was six and six last year. You know, and was right there to make the playoffs, right there, um, and they they folded going into the yeah. rest of the season. You know, so yeah, I can't, it, you know, I can't help, I can't, I, I can't blame them for wanting to try and put something together that's going to be a winning formula. But oh, I,
1: of course not, because that's that's really all a lot of these teams can do is like, well, any any change is better than no change. At least they're and trying, that's, right? That's that's just the the terrible reality of it. Right? I mean, I, I'm a Vikings fan, and most Vikings fans they they want a new quarterback even with a guy like uh Kirk Cousins who is to say the least he's adequate um I I wouldn't dare trade him for someone like Carson Wentz um but that's what people are calling out for is uh uh, somebody you know Kirk Cousins isn't the guy we got to find the guy right uh and man so yeah uh to land a guy like Russell
0: Wilson is just huge. Yeah, it, it, for Denver, right. In, in Washington's case, you wonder how close they were to landing him. And And, and, and Russ was like, oh, God, why that place? Why? Right. right, out of all places. Arguably probably one of the better options for him, considering the offense and defense and offensive line they have. However, if you could choose between Denver and Washington, D.C., um, you know, <laughs> you could still be close to L.A. You know, you could still sort of you know, have uh, your cake and eat it too, you know, especially with your wife and she's an international superstar and everything, you know, Um, couldn't couldn't blame him. However, you know, once again, it goes back to Washington and and you just can't help but feel like they get fleeced again and again. And Ryan Pace continues to be one of the best GMs in the NFL in in Indianapolis. You know, I mean, he makes mistakes. Who doesn't? Um, Came back and traded the guy who he knows is not a good fit for his team and didn't wait another year and paid him another like $34 million before he decided that said so he got out of out of the contract, got a bunch of draft capital, and Washington's i mean you know they're going to try and see if it works
1: <laughs> yeah they, I mean that's they're going to try that's what so many teams in this league have to do every year is just try right um you know and, and it's it's going to be interesting to see which of these teams come out of nowhere the way the Bengals did well um, yeah you know do do the do the jaguars have a good draft and Trevor Lawrence kind of find his footing and are they going to be competitive next year or is it going to be one year closer to Trevor Lawrence slipping into obscurity after being one of the, you know, most highly uh, talked about draft prospects I can remember. Um, Yeah. It's just, it's just crazy.
0: It is. It's, it's, there's been so much movement this week on the quarterback front. You'll never see anything like this. Well, that's not true. I assume this will be the way – we've never seen anything like this. I said it incorrectly. But, you know, I assume this will kind of be the way that every offseason will go for the next probably 20 years, you know. Uh, quarterback movement left and right. Who knows who's going where. Uh, nobody wants to be left behind at the altar. And if you're a team like Washington, like like you said, why not take a chance to see what you can get away with. If you're going to draft a quarterback in the third round anyway, to, like, develop to, – to, 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 you know, do something with, like develop – Or just hang around, or whole clipboard. Why, (laughs) you know, why not? Because they're not going to draft somebody in the first round this draft. I would hope not. You know, I said Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis. I think they're both impressive QBs. But who else is that? Desmond Ritter. You're going to draft Desmond Ritter? Are you going to take Carson Wentz? At least he's playing the NFL and he's he's shown to be an MVP in one year, and then tore his ACL. You know, can't blame them. I just can't feel like they got they didn't get fleeced. They got fleeced. They got fleeced, you know. That's just the yeah. That, that's yeah, the wasn't the good. honesty. And so, I can't help but feel like where is where do where does Indy go from here? What do you think is Indy's direction, moving on?
1: Well, so uh, of all the teams that that need a, a quarterback uh, and don't have their franchise quarterback, um, I do think Indianapolis is in a pretty good con- uh, position compared to the others. Uh, you know, having a, a running back who. Was in the MVP conversation for most of the season last year. Um, you know, a, 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 I mean, I don't even think it's too early to say a future Hall of Fame O lineman. Uh, Darius Leonard? No, no, no. The the O lineman. Oh. What, oh, yeah. His yeah. Name? yeah. Um, Quentin Nelson. Yeah. Quentin Nelson. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, a very mm-hmm. solid defense. So, uh, Indianapolis to me. Looks like a team that could go pretty far with someone like Jimmy Garoppolo, um, if they can get him, or Kirk Cousins, or Kirk Cousins. I mean, yeah, absolutely, that's the sort of team that is you know is built to not ask a lot out of their quarterback, except in a situation here and there, um, which is why it was you know I, I was pretty high on them last year when they got Carson Wentz. I thought this this could be the formula for both, you know, for, for Wentz and for the Colts. This could be a really good thing. It didn't work out that way. Right. Um, and and I hate to say it, but I, I think that's mostly on Wentz. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, to to find out who the Colts are going to go with under center, that'll be very interesting.
0: Well, you can't help but, you know, I saw a tweet um, from Darius Leonard, five quarterbacks in five years. <laughs> You know, and so we've been saying this for like two or three years. Wow, they have a team they put together a run in the playoffs, and then they don't do anything, or they go nine and eight right. like last season. They use they lose to the Jacksonville. That was the only the, coffin, you know, the, for, the for Carson Wentz.
1: Broncos had like eleven quarterbacks in five years, I think. So who's <laughs> <was> counting, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a really rough situation to to try and figure out. Meanwhile, you have all these other you know, studs at other positions on your team. And it just, it's it feels like such a waste when you don't have the right quarterback.
0: Yeah, yeah, and 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 it's rightfully so, you know. I mean, you pay these guys a ton of money. You know, you play 16, 17 games a year just to throw it away, you know. And you should be cont- contending. And the AFC wasn't good last year. Uh, let's be honest, it wasn't good. If Cincinnati came out and w- made the Super Bowl, why couldn't Indy? And they're one game away right. from being in Cincinnati's spot, you know? And you have Carson Wentz, who stinks it up against Jacksonville last game of the year, and you don't make the playoffs. Oh, man. It's so. It's ugly. Yeah. Yeah. And you got Jonathan Taylor <laughs> and Darius Leonard and Quentin Nelson and, you know, uh, Michael Pittman and actually a pretty good offensive line outside of that. Ryan Kelly and uh, the right tackle there. I can't remember his name. He's really good. And they got a couple defensive linemen who are really good, you know, Malik Hooker and, um, just a really good team, uh, and it's it's amazing that they can't put it together. It's it's an anomaly, especially with Frank Reich head coach. It's it's amazing. <laughs> it's it just is. There'll be a there'll be a book written about that team, or some sort of documentary, you know, like the the, right. the lost rings or the what never was or something. Um, well, and and yeah. it, you know, there's lots of situations where you can look at
1: a team, and there's one obvious superstar who's just not getting their chance because of the team that they're on. Um, Hmm. but when you look at the Colts, it's like a list of guys that are not, you know, they're, they're, they're missing out on a chance to be as great as they can be because of that one position can't get figured out.
0: Speaking of a player who's been on the opposite end of, uh, you know, success because of one position can't get figured out. Let's talk about Khalil Mack before we got on the air today, 20 minutes, literally before we start recording this. Phil Mac was traded to the San Diego Chargers uh, Los Angeles Chargers, excuse me. Um second, yeah. second round pick. Uh two of them. Or I didn't see the exact compensation, but that was in there. Uh I couldn't help but think, man, <laughs> you know, LA's all in, and they and they should be. You know, they got the Rams in in the same city. They need some uh some some juice. They need to not be nine and eight another year. They need to make the playoffs for Dustin Herbert, right? So, what do they do? Yeah. Let's go out and get a linebacker who's 31 years old, played seven games last year, granted he had six sacks, and player Mc- on the other side of Joey Bosa. Uh, uh, Joe, um, Bosa. Yeah, Joey Bosa. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. Weird, so trade. I, weird trade. Weird it, trade. It's a little strange. Weird. But I, I actually feel like, uh, you know, the Rams trading for Von Miller is kind of the blueprint for, for the mentality behind this Khalil Mack trade. Um, you know, cause Von Miller's not a spring chicken either. Um, he hadn't been, uh, at the top of his game for, for a while in Denver. Uh, and then just like that, he finds himself on a team that knows how to play with a lead. And all of a sudden he's getting, you know, nine sacks in eight games. Um, so it's not impossible that that we see the same thing with Khalil Mack being on a team that actually has a shot at playing with a lead again because that was almost never the case uh recently in chicago uh always playing from behind uh these types of of uh pass rushing uh yeah you know, i know he's he's a linebacker not a d lineman but it is still a very similar. Uh, style of play when it comes to impacting the game, and that's you know uh, pinning your ears back and going after the quarterback, and you just don't get to do that when the other team can run the ball all the time um, with the lead. So I do think that this trade makes a little sense. It really just comes down to whether or not Khalil Mack can can be that guy again.
0: Yeah, it's an arms race in the FC West. Oh, big time. Yeah, especially with Russell Wilson getting traded. I mean, what, uh, L.A. had like $72 million in cap space? (laughs) There goes 20 of it, you know? But uh, they get a guy. I mean, you know, back to the draft, right? We were talking about this um, this time last year. Basically, we started back up this podcast, right? You can't really depend on second-round picks. What are you going to develop? You have a window open for Justin Herbert. He's not getting paid premium money, right? Right. And then... You just, you just got to capitalize on it. I said weird trade only because he's 31 and I don't think he's going to be healthy enough to play a whole season, you know? Um, but if you could take a chance and see if he does, and maybe he's, he's good enough, you know, maybe because he's the the bears and they he's had to take plays off and he just hasn't been up to snuff because of, they've been out of seasons, you know, and maybe he comes in and plays a full season or, or up to his part like Von Miller did. Um, Maybe it's a good trade, but, you know, in this case, it goes back to that rookie window. How long is it going to be until you have to pay Justin Herbert? And then all of a sudden, the cap room gets kind of kind of wonky. Even though I said it, <laughs> you could take a napkin and sort of figure it out on paper. And you could, it, it, but it still gets tight. And these owners, you know, they are what they are. So, hmm, hmm. um, I just think it's interesting. It's interesting. The AFC West, man. Arms race. You know? Yeah, Straight well, up.
1: And, uh... You know, speaking of Von Miller, um, he had some interesting tweets on Monday, the day before the Russell Wilson trade, uh, you know, and they were mostly to do with, you know, which which number should he use if he comes back to Denver and can he get his old locker again. And, and uh, it's not impossible to see it happening, but it, it is a little – I mean, I, I know the fans want to win, and if they think that he gives them a better shot at winning, uh, now that they have what what people are hoping is going to be a really powerful, high-octane offense with Russell Wilson, uh, to me it still feels a little bit like you you left for half a season to chase a Super Bowl, and you got it, and now you're coming back. Yeah. Um, and and again, it's like, man, I, I just, I have to think that there are better options for Denver out there, even if that is the draft.
0: Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, if he's going to come back, why not welcome back? That's the way I look at it.
1: Oh, no, yeah. no if If he comes back, you got to, I mean, yeah. the fans, the fans love, I mean, they, they, I mean, they love Von Miller. He's, he's. And Von Miller has a long track record of loving Denver. The guy is, he, he's a, he was a big part of this city before he
0: left. So. Right, right. Yeah, you, once again, it's an arms race in AFC West. You know, you wonder how many more Domino's going to fall, what free agency is going to look like for Kansas City. The Chargers, man, they still got $50-plus plus million of cap money to spend. You know? Right. They're going to scoop up at least six or seven guys. And that division's on. <laughs> it is on, you know? Um, and all of a sudden, Vegas looks like the worst team, and they're probably a, a, a pit playoff team at the end of the day. You know, um,
1: they they were in the hunt this year.
0: Yeah, they were the wild card. They oh, they made, card.
1: they made the playoffs. That's they, right. I yeah, they,
0: they they lost to Cincy. Yeah, so um, you know, it's it's. Uh, I, I'm just kind of waiting on the edge of my seat to see what Kansas City does. They they turn some cat space against some people in there. Somehow, you know, they always figure it out. They got a bunch of offensive linemen last year. They they might lose their left tackle, you know, Orlando Brown. Um, golly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Denver might lose Melvin Gordon. There could be some movement there. Um, I just, the AFC West is now the the division to keep an eye on for the rest of the year. And now the oh, AFC is even tighter. The AFC is extremely tight right now. You wonder what team's going to get squeezed out of the playoff picture next year. There's always two or three teams that make it that didn't make it the year before, um, and there's two or three teams that fall off and they're kind of on the on the bubble, if you will, for a while. Oh yeah. You wonder where well, New England fits in there, and Tennessee, and I don't know. You know, we'll I mean, see if they do enough.
1: Going into last season, I would have said that the AFC is absolutely stacked with uh, with young quarterback talent. Yeah. Um, that has not changed at all. If anything, you know Joe Burrow's future with the with the Bengals looks brighter than it ever has. And then you have Russell Wilson go from the NFC to the AFC. Um, you know, I, I know people in in Jacksonville have high hopes on on Trevor Lawrence being who they who they want him to be this year. And so, yeah, the AFC, the competition in the AFC is so tight right now. Um, it, it's absolutely incredible. Um, right, right. So, yeah, it's it's and then, you know, all these teams in the NFC that are just not happy with the quarterback situation and
0: not a lot of answers. You got a lot of people waiting for dance partners, <laughs> if right. you will. There's a lot of people waiting to go to prom. You know, I mean, you got San Francisco, uh, which they have it figured out. They had the right plan. You know NFC Championship game, they get Trey Lance waiting in the wings. Brilliant, brilliant. You know, um, but you still got to figure out Indy. You said the NFC. I mean, you got Tampa Bay. You know, you got uh, Pittsburgh in the AFC. You have you know, Chicago and 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 Minnesota. I mean, it's gonna be an absolute carousel over the next oh, week, yeah. folks. Uh, and I hope I mean, you paid enough money to hang on to the ride. <laughs> the, <laughs> That's all I can the say.
1: Saints, the Panthers. Yeah, so
0: many teams mm-hmm. that are hoping that they can
1: know move forward with somebody else that's that's gonna come in and be the guy uh right and and it's just there's just not enough proven commodities at the quarterback position to go around right now and a very you know underwhelming uh draft class when it comes to quarterback this year
0: right right hey, before we jump out and uh, we're gonna obviously talk about the first day of free agency next week once we jump back onto the air here. Um, can't help, I can't help but but ponder? You know, uh, beg the question is begged here. Like, what do you think Christian about? Well, <laughs> he's coming back. <laughs> they, we need more arms. Yeah, <laughs> him and his wife. Come on. Yeah, I'm thinking. Talk, I'm talking about Mitchell Trubisky and Marcus Mariota are going to get paid. Oh yeah, they're going to get paid to play. They're going to be paid to be to be spot starters and to be like bridge quarterbacks, like ten or twenty oh, yeah. million a year after doing nothing for like two or three. How wild is that?
1: I mean, it it it's
0: man. Uh, so is Jameis Winston. Know, He's going to get paid too.
1: Yep, Jameis Winston. He'll be a starting quarterback somewhere. Yeah. Um, it's it's absolutely nuts, and it'll be interesting to see. Uh, you know who might surprisingly end up the starting quarterback somewhere. People like Trevor Simeon. Um. That that's how desperate the league is right now. Drew Lock, Tyrod Taylor, uh, yeah, job. Tyrod Taylor. So it's just you know, man, there's just not an. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater should be the best backup quarterback in the league, but the way things are right now, he's probably going to end up starting somewhere.
0: You know, sometimes the poop doesn't doesn't flush. <laughs> that's all I can say Ouch. about that. <laughs> I just, you know, I've loved Teddy Bridgewater. I love some of these guys in terms of, like, their value to the league. I, I hate Garner, to say Gardner
1: Minshew. We haven't even oh,
0: good talked God. about Minchu. Gardner Minshew. Gardner um, Minshew. Minshew.
1: Yeah. I, so the, the, the yeah. league is so desperate right now that you can actually get people to try and see these guys as, well, maybe they could be. Maybe they could be the guy. Uh but, man, yeah, that that's what makes this Russell Wilson trade such big news. It's absolutely huge.
0: Yeah, that Denver doesn't have to go out and hopefully draft somebody and cross their fingers, you know. Or that they don't have to just sign, like, Marcus Mariota. Yeah, Oof. how can we how can
1: we compete in the AFC yeah. West with Marcus Mariota?
0: Oh, God. <laughs> Good God, you know. So they made the right move. You know, they go out and r- oh, get Russell Wilson. I would Wilson. say
1: that the Broncos, yeah.
0: the, I mean, Saying
1: the Broncos made the right move is an understatement. Right? It's just, uh, and, and again, we'll say his name one more time: George Payton. Wow! Right. Great. Uh,
0: yeah. Please. You know,
1: GM GM of the year. Uh, just incredible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know they have they have Capram, so this isn't it. This ain't no, it. No. 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 And, yeah.
1: And now they have the kind of quarterback that that these free agents are going to want to come play for. mm Hmm. Um, it's uh it's a very exciting time in Denver.
0: no question. Uh, I'm glad you're part of it up there. you're our field correspondent in Denver and yeah, uh because
1: i went I went to a couple of Denver games this last season, and it's always a good time the the crowd uh at Mile high is just electric a really fun fun atmosphere, but you know got to see them lose to the Raiders and we got to see them beat uh. the the Lions, you know, I mean, not exactly, you know, not, not exactly amazing games, but uh, next year, you know, they'll, they'll be able to walk into any matchup and believe that they can win,
0: so. Right, we we didn't even mention Detroit or the Giants being quarterback desperate, you're talking about half the league, half the league.
1: Too too many to list. Half the league. Um, So, so, and, and. Before Tuesday, I would say that the Broncos quarterback situation is among the worst in the league. And now and now they're right in the mix with, you know, I mean, I'm not... Be, because it's such a stacked division inside of a stacked conference, I can't say that they're Super Bowl favorites, but with a guy like Russell Wilson and, and the amount of free agent interest he's going to attract, like, they... They're competitors. They have a window open now. It's a, they've just opened a
0: championship window. Right, right. And it didn't exist for several years, six or seven years. No, you know? no. It was bad. Right, right. And there's hope that you know other teams could fall into some quarterbacks, and, but it's, there's not enough to go around. And, uh, and certainly, I'm trying to think of a time when the NFL kind of faced this sort of epidemic. I don't know. I've um, watching football for very long. Very long time. Been following it in many different ways and going back into the '70s. I'm sure there's so many times, but with 32 teams, I mean, you got to have 64 quarterbacks at least. <laughs> you know, I, I can't think of I can't think of a time when it was this sort of futile. You know, where it was just half the league is sort of pondering the next the next quarterback. You know, or like what the what do we do here? So yeah. um, officially, this is the quarterback show. We were going to have one. This is it. That's all we did was talk about quarterbacks.
1: Well, and, you know? and how, how? I mean, it'd be interesting to know how desperate some of these front offices actually are. I mean, is anybody uh, calling Alex Smith? Um, yeah, yeah. Is anybody calling Matt Castle? Um, oh God, yeah. that, that's what But you know, I mean, these these teams that don't have it figured out, they have to think of everything right now. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day there isn't anything out there. right? If you don't have one of these guys that gives you a chance, you basically have to hold your breath for a year and hope that things work out for you next time.
0: Yeah, and and next year I think there's only like two or three quarterbacks worth taking in the first round, and the rest of them are just, it's like a major gap between like round one and four, or five, something like that. Big time. And this year it's just, you know, if you're desperate enough, you take one in the first round, but really they all have like late first round, early second round grades on them. You know, right. And, and and you're just talking about a few guys. Right. Right. Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis and Matt Corral, Cor Corral, 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 Sam Howell, um, I think yeah, Desmond Ritter. I mean, these are guys who produced pretty well in college, man. But, you know, I, I want to tell you, Kenny Pickett's the one I, t- I take. I mean, golly, I watched some Kenny Pickett highlights earlier this week. They say he has the small. He would have the smallest hands in the NFL, which I'm not quite sure how that translates to NFL success, um, gripping the ball and everything. I, that could mean other things. There's other metaphors for small hands, but nonetheless, right. well, yeah,
1: yeah. There's always the uh, the example I really like when you talk about hand size is, uh, oh, uh, Mark Sanchez. Right. Okay. Mark Sanchez has the largest quarterback hands on record from the combine and it did not prevent the butt fumble. Okay, so true. Uh whereas Joe Burrow, who almost won the Super Bowl this year, um was told at the combine that his hands were too small. Um so I I I think it's a weird metric to get hung up on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no question. Uh if anything there's some comedic joke there. I'm sure. But <laughs> none, nonetheless, um Looking forward to Kenny Pickett, man. I, like I said, I just think he has a ton of potential. He comes out like a Joe Burrow sort of style. Uh, Fifth-year senior, played excellent at Pitt. You know, had some real weapons on the outside. Guys are going to be going in the first round this year. Uh, Addison, I can't remember his first name. Jordan Addison. Um, God, that guy was electric, you know. Uh, Tavon, Tavon Austin-type player. So, um, yeah, I just love Kenny Pickett, man. I think... If you do take if they do take him, he's kind of like a better version of Mac Jones. That's the way I look at him. More athletic. Same same sort of same sort of build. More athletic, um, has a little more balls and can run. You know, that's what he looks like to me. That's how he projects to me. About a ninety grade. That's what Ty McShay would give him. I can't do an a I can't do the other guy uh, what what's his face? Uh God Uh ugh, the greasy man. <laughs> On ESPN. I can't remember his name. They're all greasy. God they're all greasy. <laughs> Um, you know, you know who I'm talking about—not Todd McShay, but the other guy. Um,
1: I, I don't. I wish I. Okay,
0: did. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Uh, it's been a long week, folks. We've enjoyed talking about. Keep previewing uh, and reviewing all the all the moves here. Next went Thursday. It'll be wild. First day of free agency coming up uh march 16th so after it will be here on st patrick's day talking about the the moves and everything else and we'll continue to review all the moves we're heading up to it USf- usfl is coming back in april so they'll be i don't know how we'll cover that very um, very excited <laughs> for it very hope excited it, hope it works out yes um, either way whether it's
1: a success or a dumpster fire rob and i will be uh bringing you all our thoughts on the spring league Listen, we got really horny for the AAF. Nothing happened. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so so I I, I, yeah. I, I've never gone into a spring league so intensely before. And, yeah. man, was that a heartbreaker.
0: <laughs> yeah, it didn't work out so well. I can only imagine if I had time to talk about the XFL. I mean, I was all over that, and nothing happened that either. So, um, you know, we'll hope the USFL had, uh, gained some traction, has some ground in between. We'll have a lot to talk about. We'll go into the draft. Boom. It may. We're already uh, a month. You know, the Super Bowl was a month ago. You know, so we're five months down, folks. We're only five months left to go until the NFL season starts. Got a lot to talk about, and just hang on; it's going to be a great ride. So, yeah, yeah. So, c- congratulations, Denver, uh,
1: and uh, you know, a sarcastic good luck to Green Bay on figuring out what you haven't been able to figure out. So,
0: uh, only team to have three consecutive thirteen-win seasons and lose in the NFC Championship game. Oh man, not make the Super Bowl. So, I hope. Somewhere out there, Wisconsin, Wisconsin they're, they're listening because <laughs> that is just piercing, piercing to the heart. Anywho, uh, we're at football in general podcast. Uh, podcast. thats where we are. We're a podcast, football in general podcast on Instagram. I'm at Bobby on Instagram. He's at Trev on Instagram. We're all over the place, folks. Bring us to your uh, your barbecues. Where the hell are you doing here in March? I don't know. Getting blown over by wind. I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Bring us, bring us to anywhere you're. You're in the car. You're trapped in a snowstorm. You're up on I-70. Throw us on your, throw us out there. You're over on 90 on the East Coast, you know, in Virginia. All our, all our listeners in Florida, up to New Hampshire, you know, wherever you're at. Um, we're here for an hour. We'll, 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 you can listen to us. We'll we'll be there. So um, better than some of your family members, you know. So um, anywho, Trev, you got anything to say before we jump off? Just uh, just really
1: looking forward to whatever happens next this offseason. It's already been really exciting.
0: Can't get better than this. Or the free agency will be hard to. Uh, uh out, outmatch the news we've already gotten but we'll be here to talk about it next week till next time we're out